0: This is the Read to Lead podcast, episode 458. My name is Jeff Brown, and this is the podcast dedicated to your personal and professional growth. You know what? Since we met last week, I have turned another year older. Does it show? Can you tell? Well, hopefully not. I feel pretty much the same. Thanks for asking. I started this podcast many years ago out of a belief that if you want to achieve true success in your business and in your life, then intentional and consistent reading has to be a part of that plan. So, what I try to do is bring you the main ideas and key insights from a book I've enjoyed through a conversation with that book's author. Sometimes I'll even do that by sharing a summary of a book, an audio summary of a book I've really enjoyed. Now, I haven't done that for quite some time, and I was messaging a particular author recently and And as I was uh, talking to him, it reminded me that I hadn't done this in a while and I thought I would bring you a book summary today. Another reason I wanted to do that, because it's a great excuse to remind you that each and every week, you can get access to a new book summary at my website, jeffbrown.me. That's not the podcast website. You may be used to hearing readtoleadpodcast.com. Of course, that's where the podcast is found. But jeffbrown.me is where I'm building the Read to Lead community, and we offer a new book summary every single week. In fact, just over the weekend, we posted a summary for How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. It's free to get access to those summaries. Just go to jeffbrown.me, create an account, and you're well on your way. Plus, you're a part of a community of others who take personal and professional development as seriously as you do. We can actually begin to develop, as it grows, conversations around some of these books as we've just begun to do as we speak. Now, I'm going to admit right out of the gate that there's probably a better than average chance that you've read the book that's featured today, the summary that I'm going to share. If you haven't yet read it, I'll bet you've either purchased it to read or it's on your books I want to buy soon list. <laughs> if you have read the book, like me, chances are you haven't read it in a while and a refresher's never a bad thing. The book I'm talking about is Atomic Habits by James Clear. James and I were messaging back and forth over the weekend. I was congratulating him, among other things, on the fact that that book, Atomic Habits, has recently surpassed the 10 million copies sold mark. It's, it's, it's a present day how to win friends and influence people or the seven habits of highly effective people or think and grow rich. I mean, it's it's of that level. And, and it's a book that nearly everybody uh, is familiar with. And, and as I said, many have already read, but I'd love to present to you an audio summary of that book today and how you can put it into practice. If you'd like to get access to the written summary of this book, and again, many others, just go to jeffbrown.me. So let's get started. When it comes to book summaries, there's uh, certain bits of information that I like to include. There's sort of a little bit about the author, who I think should read the book. Uh, The book distilled down into usually three-ish sentences. Of course, the key points and main ideas. Some of my favorite quotes. And then uh, discussion questions suitable uh, for groups if you're reading the book in the context of, say, a book club. Action steps to consider things you may want to try to put into practice soon after reading the book. And then any other relevant information. So that's the format we're going to follow with this book summary today of James Clear's Atomic Habits. James is an entrepreneur. He's an author and speaker, and he writes about the intersection of science and practicality in behavior change. His book, Atomic Habits, explores how small incremental changes to habits can lead to significant improvements in various aspects of life, including health, wealth, relationships, and productivity. Well, who should read it? Well, it's suitable for anybody looking to make positive changes in their life or work and interested in learning about the science behind habit formation and change. And if I were to distill the book down into, say, three or so sentences, I would say that it outlines a framework for improving habits by focusing on small incremental changes, as we said, and setting clear goals and benchmarks. The book discusses the role of identity, environment, and progress in shaping habits and provides strategies for building good habits and breaking bad ones. And James uses plenty of examples and case studies to illustrate the concepts and principles discussed in the book and provides actionable tips and techniques for implementing the ideas in daily life. All right, now the key points and main ideas. The main framework talked about in Atomic Habits is the habit loop. The habit loop explains how habits are formed and reinforced and can be used to either build good habits or break bad ones. According to James, the habit loop consists of three steps. Number one is cue. This is the trigger or stimulus that initiates a habit. Cues can be external, like a specific time of day or a certain location, or internal, like a particular emotion or thought. Second is routine. This is a behavior or action that follows the cue. It can be a physical action, like brushing your teeth or going for a run, or a mental action, like checking email or practicing mindfulness, say. And third is reward. This is the positive outcome or pleasure that follows the routine, which reinforces the habit and makes it more likely you'll repeat it in the future. Now, James says that by identifying the cues and rewards associated with our habits, we can make those small incremental changes more easily to, again, either reinforce or break habits. For example, if we want to build a habit of exercising every morning, we might build a specific cue, such as laying out our workout clothes the night before, and reward ourselves with something pleasurable, like a tasty breakfast, for example, after completing the workout. He also introduces the concept of the four laws of behavior change, which describe how habits are formed and reinforced. Number one is make it easy. Habits are more likely to be formed and maintained if the behavior required to do them, to perform them, is easy to do. To make a desired behavior easier, you might, for example, reduce the number of steps required to perform the behavior or remove barriers or obstacles. Number two is make it attractive. Habits are more likely to be formed and maintained if the behavior required to perform them is enjoyable or rewarding. You might consider adding an element of novelty or fun or linking the behavior to something you already find pleasurable. Number three is make it satisfying. It stands to reason that habits are more likely to be formed and maintained if the behavior required to perform them is satisfying or fulfilling. You might do this by more consistently tracking progress or by seeing the behavior as a a means to a larger end. And the fourth one is make it relevant. It's easier to form and maintain a habit if it's relevant or, or meaningful to us. Ways to do that, James says, might be by connecting it to our values or by seeing it as an important part of our identity. Now, the list of fantastic quotes from this book uh, is rather extensive, but I'll limit it to about oh, a half a dozen or so, and and most are relatively short. Uh, but some of my favorite quotes from the book are these. Small habits compound over time to produce significant results. It's something we often forget, right? Seemingly at the time, something small that we're doing doesn't seem to have a long-term effect. But as you put one after the other, one foot after the other, one small habit consistently, it does have that compound effect. Uh, The second one I want to share with you, the most effective way to change a habit is to make it easy to do. We talked about that. The opposite of a good habit is not a bad habit. It's no habit at all. Uh, The ultimate form of intrinsic motivation is when a habit becomes part of your identity. It's one thing to say, I'm the type of person who wants this. It's something very different to say, I'm the type of person who is this. The purpose of setting goals is to win the game. The purpose of building systems is to continue playing the game. The long-term thinking is goal-less thinking. It's not about any single accomplishment. It's about the cycle of endless refinement and continuous improvement. Ultimately, it's your commitment to the process that will determine your progress. I love that. And and another quote sort of related to that in just a moment. First, this one, time magnifies the margin between success and failure. It will multiply whatever you feed it. Good habits make time your ally. Bad habits make time your enemy. And then the last quote, probably my single favorite one from the book and one I've shared dozens of times. You do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. I'll say that again. You do not rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the level of your systems. Some discussion questions that might come in handy if you're reading this book, say, in a group or book club are these, just a half a dozen or so that I thought might help get you started. How does the concept of atomic habits differ from other approaches to habit change? I've read The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Tiny Habits by Dr. B.J. Fogg. Of course, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen R. Covey. So that's a great starting question. Most folks who are reading this book have probably read some or all of those. How does the book's framework for habit change align with your own experiences of building and breaking habits? Number three, how can adopting the identity of the person you want to become influence your habits? Uh, fourth, in what ways can the design of your environment support or hinder the development of good habits? I know for me, when I'm reading, I'm very particular about the environment. I have a specific chair. That's my reading chair where I do probably 90% of my reading. I have a, a what's actually a lap desk that sits across uh, nicely the arms of the chair so I can, I can put my book down on that. And then I have uh, where I'm taking my notes, whatever device I'm using, notepad or my Remarkable 2 to to take my my notes in, or maybe sometimes even my my laptop. You know, a room with a door that I can close is always good. And sometimes I'll even put on noise-canceling headphones. And then if my phone has to be in the room, I'll turn off notifications, obviously. In fact, on the iPhone, you can set that up to happen automatically whenever you go to read. And then I might connect my phone to an app like Adagio, which plays uh, classical music based on mood, or maybe an app like Focus at Will that uh, does exactly that plays sort of ethereal sounding music with no discernible melody that just is almost like, you know, white noise in a sense, but but music white noise if that makes sense. <laughs> so so those are some of the things I do to make sure that I'm setting myself up for success. One more tip I'll give you along those lines. When I sit in that chair, I'm I'm kind of telling my brain because my brain's been conditioned for this that okay, it's it's focus time now cuz Jeff's sitting in the reading chair, right? That's why I think it's a great idea when it comes to, to reading in particular to have a place where you do that each time, the, the, the same setting, the same place. Another thing I'll do is, is set a timer. So before going into the, the habit of reading, the task of reading, I'm telling my brain, how many minutes do you have to concentrate for? Rather than just sitting down to read and my, my subconscious not really knowing, okay, when is this going to end and how long do we have to stay on task here? I'll tell my brain by setting a timer before I start, hey, this is going to be 25 minutes or this is going to be 50 minutes, and then I'm going to take a break. Yeah, and so th- that combined with reading in the same place each time really, really helps uh, my focus when it comes to the task of, or the habit of reading. Number five, how can progress tracking and benchmarking be used to reinforce good habits and break bad ones? And number six, can you think of any examples from your own life or others where small incremental changes have led to significant improvement? Again, just six discussion questions there to get you started with my thoughts on some of those from my own personal experience. Some action steps you might consider having read Atomic Habits. Identify one small incremental change you can make to a habit and set a clear goal for implementing it. Number two, reflect on the role of your identity and environment, as we just talked about, in shaping your habits. And consider how you could support the development of good habits and discourage bad ones. This whole identity idea of who it is you want to become and and that sort of mindset shift we talked about earlier of going from I'm a person who wants this to I'm a person who is this. It's so, so powerful. And third, use progress tracking and benchmarking to reinforce good habits and identify areas for improvement. Just three action steps you might consider having read Atomic Habits. There are plenty more, but I'll leave it at those three so as not to overwhelm you. And then other relevant information that might pertain to this book. Well, I mentioned that it's sold over 10 million copies. It's a New York Times best-selling book. James also has a popular newsletter and blog. He sends out the 321 newsletter every Thursday. I subscribe to it. I recommend you do as well. It's at jamesclear.com if you want to check that out. I hope you enjoyed that summary of Atomic Habits by James Clear, now a 10 million copy seller. That is just fantastic. And James, by the way, I saw a post of his on Facebook. He says, that's all us. It's it's nothing he did as much as it is what we've done. And, and the word of mouth that has been generated from this book has just been phenomenal, um, stronger than any book in, in recent memory, for sure. If you'd like to get access to the written version of this summary, you'll find it at jeffbrown.me. When you sign up, that and numerous other summaries in categories like leadership, productivity, habits, of course, mindset, entrepreneurship, communication, and personal knowledge management. Those are the seven categories we're filling right now. Uh, All of those have at least one book summary in them. Some have multiple book summaries and will we add categories of books Uh, we may if there is demand for other categories but these seven categories were the ones that those who took my reader listener survey said were the categories that were most important to them so that's why we see these categories there so I'm making sure to provide book summaries in those most important areas and that's what you'll find when you go to jeffbrown.me it's free to sign up get immediate access to that atomic habits summary a written version and then at least one summary in each of those other categories as well and a new one adds Added Every single week. One more time. That's jeffbrown.me. I'll leave you with this little tidbit. I, I sent a note to this effect to those uh, who subscribed to my newsletter last week but i have found a favorite new way a new app with which to listen to podcasts you're probably listening to this podcast via an app right now and by the way i'm not being paid to say this this is not a sponsor in any way uh the app in fact is still in beta but the app you want to check out if you're not already familiar with it is called snipped s n i p d snipped and the struggle with podcasts as as you probably know quite well is when you hear things that you want to grab, that you want to remember that are really powerful to you, that surprise you, that, that you may want to use in your own work in some way, it's it's very difficult. It always has been to pull that out of podcasts in a in a simple and in some ways automatic type, type way. Well, Snipped helps with that. One of its most powerful features is it creates transcripts for podcasts where there may not be any. Some podcasters provide transcripts some don't and what snip does in the app is if you want to grab a particular you know paragraph of something said and save in your in your notes app or or you know somewhere electronically you can just press a button on the app a transcript is created within a few minutes you get a notification when it's ready and not only do you have a transcript but the podcast episode has now been divided into chapters for you using artificial intelligence, chat uh, GTP or maybe chat GPT-3, I'm not sure. One of those, and just by highlighting with your finger passages you want to save, Snipped will then sync automatically and leveraging an app like Readwise, which we've talked about here on the show, you can have those highlights from the podcasts you listen to, from those transcripts saved to your notes app automatically, you know, whether that's a notes app like I use Obsidian or Evernote or Notion and, and plenty of other options as well. So, check out Snipped SNIPD, it's available for Android and iOS. So you can search that in the App Store or you can go to Snipped SNIPD.com to find out more. And again, not a sponsor or anything, I've been using it for a few weeks and really, really liking it. I've been asked to come in too and test some of their internal sharing features. You can share snips that you save with the community. You can also share them outwardly via social media, that sort of thing. But I encourage you to check it out. It's a fantastic app and it's and it's changed the way I listen to podcasts. In fact, I've, I've found I'm listening to podcasts more regularly because of how much easier it is to pull information from them and save them permanently in my notes app. All right, that's all I've got for today. I'm so glad you showed up. Thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. Until next time, remember, leaders read and readers lead.